Today's reading comes from Matthew chapter 25, starting with verse 1. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, watch, for you know neither the day nor the hour. So as I was preparing to teach this, I was planning on discussing the vessels and the oil. And as I meditated on the verses and prayed, the Holy Spirit led me instead to go and look up the words wise and foolish and make a distinction between the virgins in the passage, because we're told that five of those were wise and five of them were foolish. And while on the surface, it seems like a very clear distinction I really wanted to go back into the Greek and see if that gave me any more clarity. And I believe it does. So I want to share the definitions of the words for wise and foolish from the Greek. So the word for wise is number 5429, phronemos in the Greek, and it is described as thoughtful, discreet, a cautious character. Then if you look at the word for foolish is the word moros, number 3474. It's from the base of number 3466, meaning dull or stupid, heedless, blockhead, absurd. Those are all great, right? And it gets better because in Thayer's, the definition is impious or godless. So it means not showing reverence or respect for God. So I think that gives us a little bit more clarity in the distinction between the virgins who were considered wise and the virgins who were considered foolish. Because if you remember, when we go back to the passage in verse one, it says, so they all went out to meet the bridegroom. So at first glance, they all looked the same. They all took lamps with them. So if you're just looking at the surface, you're seeing 10 virgins that all look pretty similar, and they all go out to meet the bridegroom. But we know that there's a distinction because in the very next verse, he says, now five of them were wise and five were foolish. So the foolish, we know they're foolish because they took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels. So not only did they have their lamps, they also had a separate vessel with extra oil so that they were prepared if the bridegroom was delayed. And of course, we know in fact that the bridegroom was delayed. And then at the midnight hour, so in the middle of the night, a cry goes out. And I looked that up and it talked about sorrow, anguish. So there comes out a cry and a voice saying, behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. And before that, I wanna make the point that all 10 of them fell asleep. 
So as the bridegroom was delayed, all 10 of them fall asleep. And then they hear this cry, behold, the bridegroom is coming, go to meet him. And so all the virgins, again, looking the same, all 10 of them, they arose and they trimmed their wicks. So they trimmed the wick on their lamp as to give the best possible light for their flame, the best possible wick for their flame so that it would burn brightly. They all did the same thing. But then the foolish say to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. So there you find the distinction between the wise virgins and the foolish virgins. The foolish just assume, I guess, that they could replenish their oil with the ones who were prepared. But they couldn't because the wise, in fact, knew if we share our oil with you, there won't be enough. And so they told them, go and get oil from those who sell and then come to meet the bridegroom. Go to get yourself the oil from those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the verses continue, the bridegroom came and those who were ready. And so we know there's another distinction. Those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. And then it says afterwards, the others, so the five foolish virgins, they show up saying, Lord, Lord, as if they knew him, open to us. And of course, he answers and says, assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. And I can't imagine words, more devastating words to hear than meeting the Lord and have him saying, I do not know you. I was thinking about how to interpret this. And sometimes I think in a lot of cases, it's necessary to go to the preceding chapters and the chapters that follow the chapter that you're reading so that you can make sure you're interpreting scripture in context. So let's go back to Matthew chapter 24, verses 45 through 47. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. So there Jesus is telling us in his own words, who is the faithful and wise servant whom he has set over his entire household? And it reminds me of the conversation he had with Peter in one of his very last conversations. He was asking Peter, do you love me? And Peter was saying, yes. And remember what the Lord said to him. He said, feed my sheep. So he was leaving him with that commandment to feed the sheep. And in this passage, he's saying that's who the faithful and wise servant is, that he is set over his household. So remember, the Lord talked a lot about the shepherds who he was the good shepherd over his flock, his people. And then he told Peter, feed my sheep. And so in this passage, we can see again, the Lord is continually calling those of us who are his, that we are called to minister to his flock, minister to his people, and continue doing that until he returns. So that's the preceding chapter. If we look at the chapter after 25, where we found the parable of the virgins, it's chapter 26. And in verse one, when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said to his disciples, you know that after two days, the Passover is coming and the son of man will be delivered up to be crucified. So he sandwiched this parable of the virgins 
in a very strategic location. This is right before he knew he was going to be betrayed and crucified. So these actually were his final words. And so what we can take from this message is that we want to be those ones who are wise, who are looking with eager anticipation for his return. We are continuing in faith. We are continuing to abide in him and in his word. And we are ministering to his people. That's what he's commanded us to do. And we want to be doing those things and be prepared and ready and eagerly awaiting his return so that that is the state that he finds us when he comes back in all his glory. And we are ready and prepared to meet our Lord. 